the genius in me isn't any different from the genius in you or in, you know, wherever it is that, that we turn our gaze upon. It's the genius This episode of the Genius Portal podcast was recorded late last year, and since then, Faya has been an incredibly busy, wildly productive creator. She is about to relaunch Mysteries of the Soma 2.0, a journey into embodied aliveness where you can learn to meet life more deeply and more intimately through connection to your body. This will be a self-paced medicine balm journey. And you can check that out over at her website, wildmystic.com.au. And she has also launched a organic ceremonial cacao line called Ahava Beans. You can check that out at ahavabeans.com, spelled A-H-A-V-A beans.com, where you can connect into the awakening of your ecstatic heart, with Faya and her beautiful beloved Callum. I hope you enjoy this episode and connect with Faya in the way that feels true for you. See you on the other side. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Genius Portal podcast. I'm super excited and feeling really delicious to be joined today by Faya of Wild Mystic Musing. Faya is deeply devoted to the mysteries of love and eros and creates permission-giving spaces to embody the sacredness of matter and the flesh. I love the way she talks about the flesh. Through her work in facilitating somatic integration and self-pleasure, she guides, guides wild and open-hearted humans to reunite their primal and divine natures. She passionately infuses shamanic and tantric teachings and practices to land soul in the body. And she holds a fierce transmission of the embodied heart. And I just feel so excited and so honored to have her here with us in this space. Welcome, Faya. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I just have loved hearing that little intro through your voice. It's so calming for my nervous oh. system. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the piece of landing soul in the body. Mm. And I feel like my experience of you whenever I've seen you in person, which hasn't been a lot of times, right, but is so that. Like I feel like immediately when I hug you, when I see you, even when I see you on a little Zoom screen, it's like such an invitation to take a deep breath and be. Mm. And I feel like that's a real gift of yours. And I'd love to start there. I'd love to hear what genius means to you and what you feel like your genius is um, or your magic, if that's a better word for you and how you came to 
really find this connection within yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wow, there's so much there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what genius means to me, I guess, is... Mm, I feel it connects with ease, but not as like what is the most easeful pathway, but more so where can I most easily access what is true for me? And for me personally, I feel that, mm, yeah, there's really this quality of, mm, yeah, the passion and excitement and like how I feel that every single part of my being gets activated and turned on and comes alive when I speak to, for example, landing soul in the body, which I feel is, yeah, where I feel um, that magnetism, that like electricity running through me, like a part in me rises to, you know, meet that life force within my own being and meet that life force that that lives at the core of all of life um and for me it's kind of like you know beyond the physical duality of who I am and who you are and who you know my neighbor is and what we do and you know how we identify on a personal level there's like this life force that moves through all of us and it's also like yeah, we have these unique qualities in our personalities, in our unique individuated selves that allows us to access that. And that I feel is like the genius because I have, you know, maybe like I imagine it as like these, you know, how kids play with these boxes with like a star shape or like a circle shape and they have to put the shapes in in the holes. Um, it's kind of like we have different blueprints, whether that's like my, you know, my childhood, my upbringing, my culture. Um, or my human design, my gene keys, my astrology, or, you know, how I identify with my um, personality traits. Like I have so many different blueprints that kind of layer on top of each other and each one of them, when I'm like in alignment with my heart's truth and I'm moving in the direction of my desires, like there's a pathway that pierces through all of those blueprints and delivers a unique quality. And I feel like for me, that's kind of, you know, it's like there's such a beauty to the uniqueness that I bring that nobody else can. And at the same time, like there's the genius in me isn't any different from the genius in you or in, you know, wherever it is that that we turn our gaze upon. Like it's the genius that resides at at all of at the center of all of life. Um. And, you know, there's this constant, like, dance between the unique individual self and the greater organism, which I feel is, like, a foundation in my work and kind of bringing the dance of that polarity into, yeah, into expression, to be felt, to be moved with, and ultimately to be reunited as well. Um if that answers some of your question. Um, yeah, there was so much juice in there for me. Mm. That's great. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful, you know, to feel that 
it's like the meeting point between the oneness frequency that exists inside all of us Mm. and also that unique expression that you know is housed just within our own being Mm. um and like when when those two points meet magic happens Mm. and you know you mention your work and I'm quite familiar with your work and I would love to like really press the rewind button and go back to a fair that I actually didn't meet um but was there a time or when was the time where you didn't feel so connected to that life force or have you always felt connected to it? And if you didn't always feel connected to it, like when did you really start intentionally connecting to it and switching that on? I love that. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely an element of like always having been connected to that life force within myself. Um, and yeah, just like my own personal story, having grown up in quite an alternative household, um, and going to Montessori school since I was three years old and having like quite a, um, mystical upbringing, I guess, in a sense, or like, yeah, my mom's quite like psychic, extrasensory, um, and that is a big part of her work. And have always had like quite a wholesome understanding of, I guess, like the subtle energies at play in the cosmos. Um, And at the same time, yeah, like having quite a lot of childhood trauma and pieces that I didn't know how to integrate at the time. Um, And yeah experiencing like a fair bit of developmental abuse as well growing up which um I feel catalyzed me into this work as well but there was some like very real human parts of me that didn't feel safe in the world that were dissociated that didn't feel safe in my body um and that used the beautiful qualities of my innate mystical experience of life to sort of bypass the dense emotional and you know very like challenging experience of being human in many ways um Mm. so that's kind of and I feel like that's not an uncommon story at all for a lot of us um and I've yeah definitely like journeyed with my own personal pieces there and also yeah seen where like it's not just my story like it's definitely a huge point of where humanity is at and where we're kind of collectively um yeah choosing to to yeah I guess like turn the focus point from um yeah like where we've been held captive in our past and where we're wanting to create the future. And usually like what has been holding us back is the key to what is moving us forwards. Um, So for me personally, like when I started doing um, more the descent work and diving deep into the underworld and like, yeah embodying I guess and integrating aspects of 
I guess I could call it the dark feminine because that is an archetype that I have journeyed a lot with. Um, then things really started to massively shift in my reality and I learned how to regulate my own emotions. I learned how to be really present with myself in challenging experiences so that I could be fully in the moment and also like open my being to what was actually kind of happening underneath the surface. Um, And for me, basically, (sighs) yeah, it feels like that's when things clicked and I like really started walking my soul path and it became, and yeah, again, like that piece of, piece of um, easefulness came in and like, oh, wow, these are the threads that are most easeful for me to to weave this tapestry because I know that um, when when I'm in integrity here with myself, like people receive so much from that and anyone that comes into contact with me leaves feeling so fucking activated and so alive with those pieces within their own being and they have their own transmission of that within their own bodies. So... Yeah, it's really been like a leaning into the innate intelligence of the body and how that weaves through all of this, like, yeah, the whole time, like what it fucking means to be human. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love feeling the vibrancy and the confidence with which you speak mm-hmm. about this, you know, like coming home to your body and about the way people feel around you. And I feel like that's something that you can only actually receive if you're actually present to yourself. Mm -hmm. So many of us, and I'm sure versions of us in the past as well, like so often we can not even receive what's right here with us because we are Mm -hmm. in those states of dissociation, like you mentioned before. And and you also spoke to captivity and, Mm -hmm. you know, not even realizing where we are captive within ourselves and where we are captive within our family units and within our ancestry and and all of these things. And it's so interesting, you know, like how we can project onto other people's experiences. Like as soon as you say, like I had quite a mystical upbringing, like immediately I'm like, oh, that's so cool and I want to hear all about that. And then of course, because you're a human, you're also mentioning, you know, that there was trauma there and and that you also had pain and, and things in your humanness to move through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, like that collectively we're in that space of wherever our upbringing is, there's always going to be something that we need to learn and we need to love and we need to move through. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to dive into this a little bit deeper and come with this theme of dissociation and captivity because I feel like this language and these topics they're quite simple to address and just glaze over Mm -hmm. if you've journeyed with it but for our listeners or just anyone who is you know still journeying with that and maybe even not realizing Mm -hmm. that they're journeying with it I know for myself if I look at my hindsight is 2020, right? Like I was so dissociated in so many ways and I I didn't think that I was. I wasn't 
walking through life thinking, wow, I'm so dissociated. You know, it wasn't my experience. I'm sure it could be for some. Um, but what what are some flags, I guess, for you of, you know, these are signs that you're dissociating from the body. These are signs that you are being held captive in your life in some way, shape or form and that you could share to support anyone listening who may be in that space and maybe not even realize it Mm. and also if you want to weave in any of your own story of realizing that within yourself too please share Mm. with us yeah beautiful I love this piece I feel like it's so foundational and important um and the first thing that feels really relevant to speak to is just an acknowledgement that we live in a society that is highly dissociated, that is highly traumatized, and that normalizes behaviors that stem from that. And so what I really want to bring into this dialogue is that like, there is an existential wound that we all have, that we are fundamentally flawed and broken, and shame feeds into that. And so when I speak to this piece around dissociation and if you feel something as a listener that lands in you that sits like, it's like, oh, fuck, wow, like I didn't realise that, you know, I've been dissociated in this area or whatever. Um, Yeah, just an invitation to bring, to notice if you have shame around that and to just bring back the lens of compassion and understanding that like this is such a deeply human part of us and yeah that it's also a beautiful beautiful gateway for us to access who we really are um and so through that I guess yeah for me like dissociation as a concept is like when we just don't feel safe to fully be here in this moment or we experience something that's a bit overwhelming or a bit too much and it kind of allows us to leave the body um to just kind of disconnect in the moment and um, yeah I guess what I'd love to speak to on that is hmm yeah basically dissociation happens when we're not really in our bodies so what that means is that we're not feeling safety within our own bodies we're not cultivating that safety our nervous system isn't regulated and so for example if I'm having a conversation with my partner And he says something that triggers me. I'm not able to self-regulate in that moment and recognize what's happening, but rather I go into an emotional reaction. And a part of me gets abandoned in that moment because I'm not fully present with the emotions that are arising in me and I'm not giving them the space to be heard and felt and seen. And so this causes you know like a whole knee jack of like reactions and things that come through that we see you know in our relationships or in politics or like wherever we look we kind of see that um and yeah I I feel like the piece of captivity kind of comes in when um, 
Yeah. I feel like it most strongly comes in actually probably after like a heartbreak. Um, Those are often moments where something deep within us has to break open and it feels so heart-wrenchingly painful that we think we can't make it through. And something else begins to emerge and it's like this huge crack in our beings and we begin to slowly emerge from the captivity of what we've projected onto relationships or what we've projected onto love. Um, Mm. And there's like a moment there where what I see as like the soul pierces through anything, any illusions, any stories that we've attached onto love or you know life itself and just kind of delivers something that brings us to our knees in you know wild abandon and we begin to like yeah we begin to notice like there's mm, there's something to Oh, I'm struggling to find the words for it. Like it's so, it's so nuanced and so like, I don't want to just, yeah, glide over it. Um, mm, There's something so fragile about our human experience. There's something so deeply vulnerable about, you know, opening our hearts and being witnessed and being seen and also something so, so fucking strong that inevitably, like, it cannot be reckoned with. It is an impenetrable force that is driving us to lay our hearts on the table and, you know, allow them to be broken open, allow them to be pierced through with the truth that will shatter our personal identities. Um and I feel like this is where, yeah, there's the space for like all of our brokenness, the space for all of the pieces that have been battered around, that have been scratched and scarred. And, you know, like we're all warriors in, in this battlefield of life. And also, you know, when we begin to walk this path of like where is that piercing truth of the soul that is guiding me into the humility and the beauty and the awe and the reverence of life then yeah there's something greater like I'm I become a lover of life and like the the wounds of the warrior you know are tended to by the beautiful devotion of of the heart that is longing to yeah, to continue to take it all in, to take all these pieces in and just love them and bring them back into wholeness. And like, there's something almost like, it's very mythical, like it's very magical, it's very mysterious. There's something that, you know, we can't understand with the rational mind. But like, as I speak these words, like I really invite you to begin to notice where it lands for you in your body more so than your mind, because it's not something that we can fully conceptualize like I'm doing my best and I feel like I'm I'm failing at it right because like how do we yeah how do we bring these things into an understanding when it's only something that can be deeply felt in the heart can be deeply felt in 
yeah, the parts of us that are connected to those mythical realms. Yeah, it's so true. And oh, I can so deeply feel you as you speak. And it's it's beautiful as you're speaking about, you know, coming to your knees and feeling and the heart breaking open. Like I'm having these memories flash of when I had my awakening in college when I was at university and it was really an awakening into the feeling body. It was an awakening into giving myself permission to cry sober and to break down and to actually collapse onto my knees in the way that I needed to and to do that, you know, without it being, oh, far out, she's had too much to drink or like, whoa, like you're really overstressed, like you need to chill out, you know, like it was just like I needed to break and I can remember breaking and this thought process of like why, 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 like why is this happening, like why am I so broken, why does this hurt so much or why is this person leaving or why is this person treating me in this way or why is there such disconnect, whatever it was, I can just remember this dialogue of why and then I can remember the first time and I can see it so clearly, I've got my eyes shut right now, the first time I actually allowed myself in my room just in the middle of the day to drop to my knees and break and my heart cracked Mm. and I met myself Mm. not because you know I fixed myself not because I found a solution but because when I allowed that pain to move through I wasn't holding it I wasn't hiding it I was just allowing the current to move Mm. and I'm now a big believer that when we allow the current to move, like that's when we can come back into equilibrium, but we can't clear out a pipe by not rushing water through it, mm. right? It's like something has to move. And I was so stuck in thinking that if I broke, I would only prove my brokenness, that I resisted it for so long without even realizing that I was resisting it. Mm. And my memories of that time so much are of, you know, a lot of alcoholism and that's very much a, you know, not so great rites of passage in Australia that, you know, we hit adulthood and and everyone just drinks and that's kind of how you get initiated into a lot of our culture here and um, on our, you know, I don't think that's our true culture, but there is this culture around that. Um, but so much of it was, I can just remember so many of my peers, it was when they were under the influence of some sort of substance that that's when I could feel their emotional body. Mm. Um, which is really interesting because, you know, so often substances are spoken to as something that numbs, Mm. Um, And I still think it did because it was like the memory of it was then foggy, right? So even the pain that we felt, we don't remember feeling. Um, But it was really interesting, you know, coming into this world of like sobering myself through my pain and experiencing that just as me with no filter of any substance or any crowd or, you know, just being alone with the emotion. Mm. And when it moved, breaking open to that and... You spoke about 
there's a couple words you mentioned. You said self abandonment, and then you said wild abandon. Mm. And I feel like for me, I'd love for you to explain what what those phrases mean to you. But for me, it was like in that period of awakening, I I woke up to all the ways that I'd been abandoning myself, mm. and I began to allow. A wild abandon in a way that was allowing my spirit to come through in a way that was allowing a liberation of these structures that I'd conformed to that weren't really me mm. but were just so encouraged and just so the norm so yeah I would love to hear mm. I mean anything that you feel to respond to that I feel like there's a lot <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> your thoughts yeah 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 what comes through for me is um so in my personal experience when I started yeah diving into yeah this kind of this kind of work or the the particular texture that I um have fallen deeply in love with um there was there was a stage where like it was it was so painful to acknowledge the gap that I was feeling between the parts of me that I knew so deeply and so intimately and that was so accessible for me to love and I felt my genius I felt my power like I felt who I was and what I was doing in this world and like it was so present and alive in me and the gap between that and this shame like this existential shame around yeah just feeling like I'm not able to bring that forth into the world there will always be parts of me that have been too traumatized or parts of me that have shut off or parts of me that haven't developed properly or you know all of these things and I had so many stories attached to that and just this this absolute despair this helplessness of like how the fuck am I supposed to bridge that gap and what I often see is that that can turn into um like a lot of people can discover shadow work or like different expressions of self-integration and like soul retrieval work and they dive so deep into it and they like get a bit overly attached to it I know I did at some point um and there's this obsession with fixing this obsession with like okay how do I bridge every single gap and so for me where these pieces that you mentioned tie in is like when I finally get really honest with myself where I've been abandoning myself, where my soul expression hasn't been able to come through in my world, where I still feel like, you know, I'm giving my power away and where I'm not really showing up in in what I know I have come here for. When I get really, really real and vulnerable and honest with myself in those spaces, like that's where the the self-abandonment can turn into that beautiful driving force that isn't compensating for anything but it's with that like 
with that willingness to to be pierced through, with that willingness to be shattered by the sword of truth, um, mm. there's mm, there's all of a sudden like all of this space where yeah these these broken and and um, you know wounded parts of us aren't are no longer clashing like they're you know our deepest wounds are the portal for that soul emergence like there's nothing that is obviously there's like unintegrated parts of us but I guess what wants to come through here is like there's mm, there's a way that we can fall back into mm, like our inherent brokenness and it sounds like it sounds so contradictory but like we can fall back into our inherent brokenness in a way that just we totally surrender to life like we lay ourselves at our own deathbeds and we just completely hand everything over and something else awakens within us and it's the complete opposite of self-sabotage it's the complete opposite of um you know using our coping mechanisms it's the complete opposite of escapism and it no longer plays into the duality of you know how we identify in the world like it mm, yeah it almost like what I feel with this wild abandon is that like we're required to yeah we're required to bring everything into such a deep state of surrender that it's like okay I'm ready to give my consent for life to have its way with me like I'm ready Mm. here I am okay (laughs) okay like I'm I'm really fucking here for it and the voice of my soul is telling me, like, there is nothing else. Like, there's nothing else mm. that I can preoccupy myself with. And even if I wake up tomorrow and I put on another mask and I find ways to, you know, occupy myself in the world, like, something has woken up in me that cannot be satiated. <laughs> And this is what I recognize in people and I want to fucking call that out. I want to bring it forth. I want to create spaces where we dance this, like where people feel that deep ecstatic longing of like, I'm not fucking here to live a mediocre life. I'm not here to fucking identify with like, you know, my 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 problems or like what drama I'm creating in my life right now. Like I'm... I'm done with that. I'm so sick of that. Like I want to <laughs> I want to just surrender to this love and I want to do that in a way that mm, yeah, that I'm really listening to the love that wants to emerge on the planet right now. I want to stick my flag in the ground and I want who I am to be a stand for that love. When you mm. really 
connect in these. I feel like you're offering a sermon right now, <laughs> by the way. Um, it's so beautiful to listen to. Just thank you. I keep getting goosebumps. When you, there's a space that you hit within yourself when you speak and your voice has like the faintest wobble. Mm. And it just feels like this raw strength and vulnerability. And, and I really feel this like, it's like I can actually feel the waves like dancing over your voice mm. and coming out. It's really stunning. And I'd love to hear you speak to your voice actually. And I think it's really beautiful being here with you and just listening to you drop in and the way you use your voice to anchor you in, like you're constantly sounding and expressing and can hear the way that your energy adjusts as you do that. I'm wondering if you could speak to that as a tool even as something that we could offer to the listeners because it's stunning. Mm. <laughs> there it is. Mm, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Ah, yes. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I feel like when I am in that space where like, as you say, the sermon just like moves through me um, or what I would call like I'm offering a transmission. Um, yeah, it's like that shakiness in the voice is kind of like there's a part in me that because I'm feeling it, I'm feeling all of this moving through my body right now. I'm not intellectualizing it like it's it's deeply felt in my body, like my whole body is tingling there's it's innately like opening up my channels of emotion and feeling and it's so sensitive to what's moving through me that like that trembling is like the emotion like it's so real for me like I can I can cry I can laugh like it's all here available but because I'm not attaching a story to that it doesn't have to turn into tears it doesn't have to turn into a fit of laughter it can sometimes it does um but yeah, what I love about that is just like you can feel the emotion, like it's so real, you know, and we're so used to like not allowing that to come through and, and hiding hiding those parts because it's too vulnerable and, and can be judged by other people. Um, so I guess for me, yeah, like my journey with my voice, mm, I love this. I feel like, yeah, I've had both like, layers of shame and also like layers of deep empowerment around my voice for pretty much as long as I can remember um as a little girl like I would love to go out into nature and sing and I used to think I had like a Disney princess voice I would sing like all these high-pitched melodies and sing to the birds and sing to the trees and I felt like it, it was so enchanting it would take me into that world and it's only recently, like in the past, um, yeah, year, year and a half that I've been reconnecting back to my voice and not just as a singing vessel, but really like in this work, there is a lot of sounding and I think especially for women, but, but for any gender, um, we've been shamed for using our voices we've been shamed for making sound we've been shamed for 
opening up that channel and especially because it's like so intimately connected with our sexuality um it's like if I were to go out in public in a space with a lot of other people which I do and and make a loud sound that you know doesn't have an explanation it's not like I'm trying to communicate something I'm just feeling something and and I'm just like oh like people don't know how to interpret that and I feel like yeah the fear of being misunderstood in that is so very real um and something that I've been yeah deconditioning within myself um for a couple of years now and yeah I feel like that's another thing that I really cultivate within my spaces is like that permission to sound the permission to express through sounding whether that's like yeah if if it's like screaming or if it's um less cathartic and humming whatever it is like it opens up such a powerful vessel within us like such a powerful channel that's like the vertical channel you know like it allows our life force to move um and yeah these days like I practice with my shruti box it's kind of like a an Indian chanting kirtan um instrument and I do toning with that and it's not just to like practice my voice so that I can be a better singer like my kind of singing isn't to have my voice sound like the most perfect voice I've never been like taught how to sing properly but um it's more so like how deeply can I feel myself in my voice and as I feel myself what does that you know what journey does that invite me on it's kind of like how can I be alive with what's present in me right now like if if there's a bit of oh how can I sound like oh there's a bit of like contraction in in my left shoulder like oh can I give that sound it's like oh okay and then the energy starts moving and I also incorporate you know breath and touch and movement um so those are the embodiment gateways and sound is a huge huge piece in in you know learning how to be in the body and having those embodiment gateways activated um but yeah I feel like I've just been falling in love with sounding and I love witnessing people who have held shame around their voices slowly begin to emerge from that shame and it's just absolutely incredible to see what comes through for them when you see like those conditionings drop and they begin to access their true voice and you just like a person transforms in that instant because they you know they they put aside the idea that it has to sound a certain way that they have to perform in any way um that a voice has to sound nice or pretty um and they just begin to give expression to what's alive in them and yeah it's hugely transformative yeah I feel like there's like a level of meeting and understanding that is so much greater than words when we let ourselves really express through sound Mm -hmm. like when we really allow the song of a moment or a space or a anything Mm -hmm. come through us and don't have to define it in words Mm -hmm. and it's like you know even words 
are limited, right? Like even the way that we can define something is so limited, but when we just give sound, Mm -hmm. there's this rawness and realness that can be expressed. And I can so see you, by the way, being (laughs) in that innocence and, you know, the Disney vibe of singing (laughs) in the forest. And But it's like I can see it in one moment being you like skipping and being super playful in this like beautiful maiden energy and then just like descending into Mm -hmm. this deep, dark, feminine power kind of energy, Mm -hmm. you know, like just such a marrying of those or even a dance between those frequencies. Um, I wonder... You keep speaking about the spaces that you create and that you love creating with people. And I really want to hear about the spaces that you are creating and that you have created at the moment that are available for people to come and immerse themselves in. But I actually also am curious if you would grace us with a song or with some sounding before you speak to us about it. Mm. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Definitely brings up a, yeah, like a spike of resistance in me, which I love. Um, Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a deep breath and see what wants to come through. Beautiful. As I'm sounding, I'm just noticing how my energy started quite high up in my head and slowly moving down my spine and into my base and uh, expanding through my lower belly. It's really like my sound allows me to track where my internal bodily awareness is. Mm. yeah and I feel like it's just dropped me into like this real sweet spot (laughs) feels like it's just there around my womb and I'm feeling my whole body just relax Yeah, and I feel like just a practice as simple as that, like I had no idea what was going to come through, (laughs) Um, just as simple as like allowing the voice to like, okay, where is the energy in my body right now? It's like, oh, okay, there's there's like something in my womb that wants a bit more spaciousness and I drop my sound or I sound from that space like I vibrate literally sound is vibration so I'm vibrating my womb 
and noticing like yeah so much energy has opened up in my shoulders and in my back and in my chest like my chest feels so much more open which is a beautiful way that I love to yeah engage (laughs) engage my body and my sound as as an instrument together thanks for that invitation that felt good (laughs) you're so welcome thanks for leaning in it's um yeah it's so amazing how when we listen and when we're willing like our our bodies will mirror like I went on such a similar just listening to you my focus through my body was top down ended up in the womb Mm. um and it's so beautiful now I from such a short practice and I was moving my body but attempting to not sound obviously (laughs) because (laughs) I didn't want to interrupt the feed but um even just from listening and moving and breathing and receiving your own sound like I literally feel like I've just had a siesta Mm. (laughs) I feel this like like yeah like this clarity and this beautiful soft but strong energy in my body I feel really connected. So I'm really excited to hear about the work that you're offering because if that's like, you know, like a 60-second, two-minute taster (laughs) and this is how I feel, I would love for you to share with our listeners and our audience, yeah, how how can they come find you? How can they get more of this? Um, what can they expect and what, um, yeah, what's available? Mm. <sighs> Beautiful. Yum. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, at the moment I'm working one-on-one and in groups. Um, my one-on-one work is at the moment in the form of a seven-week program. Um, So I work with a self-pleasure modality, which basically uh, is a way of dropping into the body and allowing the aliveness to guide. Um, And it's, yeah, it's so much more than, yeah, I guess like a space to drop into what's alive. Like we're working with somatic integration tools and, um various practices to yeah really journey with themes that are alive for you and we bring in a bit of sensuality we work with um yeah different themes that are alive in your life and my work with my one-on-one clients is probably I wouldn't say it's oh yeah I guess it's my favorite because I just love that being able to go to those depths um Yeah, so doing that seven-week program with me, um, you can find more about that um, through either my website, so wildmystic.com.au or through my Instagram, which is wildmysticmusing Um, and also my work in groups. So I facilitate um, women's temple nights in person if you're in Perth um in the future I might be facilitating mixed gender um and yeah every now and then facilitate online webinars um and basically my current work 
is in my upcoming four-week online course. It's called Mysteries of the Soma. We start January 11th. Um, I've just decided to extend the early bird until Christmas Day, uh, which is really exciting. So we still have spaces available if you want to join. Um, And yeah, tonight I'll be facilitating a webinar, which obviously won't be until... um, yeah, this podcast gets uploaded, but um, I'll have a recording for that. So if you're interested, reach out to me and you can access uh, uh, the webinar, which is called Enter the Soma. And it's basically a taster of my upcoming four-week course. Um, and I'll just add to Mysteries of the Soma that uh, it's like a really powerful group initiation into this work so I've basically brought like all the most powerful tools that I've learned on my own journey um and it's yeah a really beautiful undoing of (laughs) um yeah what it means to live from our bodies and live from the intuition of our bodies and be able to access deep states of bliss and ecstasy. And we dive into like sex magic and pleasure rituals, um, but also like somatic shadow work and clearing. Um, So it's just, yeah, jam packed with beautiful content. And yeah, is really my, my biggest baby to date. So I really hold this deep reverence for um this course and yeah if there's something that's like really landed for you through hearing me speak and a part in you that's like oh wow like I feel that there's something here that's been activated like I really invite you to reach out to me um or book like an alignment call or something um or just shoot me a dm because I would love to hear from you and yeah otherwise I'll just continue on the shameless self-promo stream Um, I also have a podcast, Um, Ellie's recently been interviewed for it, Um, it's called The Wild Mystic Podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and also a newsletter, so that's probably fortnightly, and you can, yeah, find it through either my website or my Instagram. Ah, That was a math load, thank you. thank you so great like I feel like if there's any if there's people feeling you there's definitely a way that they can find you and Mm. and there will be a true space for them to come work with you and just connect with you more um so yeah it's really it's really beautiful and I have absolutely loved being able to witness you in this past year can you believe we've only been connected for like a year (laughs) That's pretty mind-blowing to me. Mm. Um, Yeah, but witnessing you in the MYM space and outside of that, just creating and bringing your heart into the world and seeing these bodies of work and the magnetism of them. And yeah, I would recommend if you're listening and even if you've been triggered by Faya, like if there's something in you that's like... (laughs) yeah (laughs) go check her out even more um go listen to a couple more of her podcasts you know go go and find her on the gram and listen to her speak read some of her poetry do yourself a favor (laughs) (laughs) 
and um yeah just connect like I some of the most powerful teachers in my life and in my journey have come to me through being people who have triggered me and who have just activated something inside me that's felt scary because it's unknown Mm. Um, and if that's an unfamiliar sensation for you I think we can be familiar with the feeling of oh I'm inspired by this person or oh I want to be more like that or I want to be more expressive in that way but when we're triggered sometimes we don't see that as a window and it's a window it is such a window to your soul and I like to remind myself there's always truth in triggers Mm. There's always a gift there. And so, yeah, I can't recommend that you go and explore the gifts in this magical world of Fayer and the wild mystic temple mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. it's been really beautiful speaking with you and I just feel really thankful. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for your time, your love, your unhingedness, like you're just, yeah, your willingness. Just thank you. <laughs> Do you have any Thank you so much. Final it's been messages? such a joy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <sighs> so beautiful. Yeah, if there's anything like that wants to come through, it's really just mm. Yeah, like I just want to live in a world where we can be recognized on a deep soul level and to do that, to live in that world, to create that world, like it requires all of us to, yeah, be seen and to be witnessed and Mm. yeah, have such a deep longing to witness people emerge (laughs) as who they truly are and yeah just um really grateful for the space and for you Ellie and everything that I've learnt through you and your work as well Mm. so much love (laughs) so much love yeah just thank you thank you thank you please if you're feeling the call to emerge reach out to Freya um, do your heart the honor of listening to it. And I hope to see you back in the Genius Portal podcast and hear of you journeying with the Wild Mystic Temple really soon. Thanks, Faya. Thank you. It's the Genius Portal.